Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to another episode of the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is episode number 39. It's good to be back after the international break. I thought it was a good moment to take a few days off, but Sirtop decided to keep going and recorded a short episode on his own. We hope you enjoyed it. Today, we're back with our usual format, though. As you know, this is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. Data or grass, or data and grass? That's the question. It's exciting to be back, as many of us, including Sirtop and myself, had a bench boost plan in mind for game week 29. But as expected, the international break has thrown some curveballs at us, with several players currently being flagged with injuries. However, it's not always clear yet how serious those injuries are, so we'll likely have to wait for any updates coming out of the press conferences. This week, the deadline is on Saturday, so we still have a few days to consider if we will hit that bench boost button or not. How is it for you, Sirtop? Did you hit it already, or do you have any doubts? I will probably follow the bench boost 29 plan. Okay. Well, I'm saying probably because I might uh, change it. I have four flagged players. I think most most people have around three yeah. or four players flagged. Yeah. Um, so bench boost 34 is an option now. They are very close in terms of expected value. With tw 29 is still ahead, a few mm. points ahead. So that's why I'm kind of leaning towards 29 still but I might change it towards the deadline. How about you, Buzz? Well, I didn't hit it yet, but I think I will likely do it, stick to the plan. My team was set up for it. I think also most of the flags, I think they will disappear, you know, towards the deadline. My most serious one is uh, Matty Cash. I think that seems to be a, a, yeah, a real injury, let's say. He will probably be out for a few weeks. But yeah, I do have one free transfer, so I'll probably just use it on him and then I should be good to go. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into it. There is a big double game week ahead of us. In fact, I think it's the biggest of the season. So we can expect many chips to be played this game week. Um, so Sirtop, why don't you just take us through the optimal options? And I think we'll start with optimal teams, meaning it will cover a longer period uh, not just game week 29, but we'll focus on the 29 optimal options later on as well. Yeah, sure. Let me start with the top options in every category based on different models. So I will start with the goalkeepers first. Yeah. Um, so between game week 29 and 36, that's the visible period in most models. Um, so the ensemble model has Ellison as the first option. And Ellison is... Number one in all of the models. I'm right. talking about Fantasy Football Fix, HubScot, FBL Reviews Premium Model, Market Odds, Mikael Tokvam, FBL Kiwi. All of them have Ellison as the first option because Liverpool's schedule or fixture is pretty good. Okay. Um, and then in the second rank, we have Pop. And Pop is second in most of the models except Fix and Kiwi's model. Mm -hmm. And... So we have De Gea in third, Raya, fourth, and Ederson in fifth position. So these are the top uh, goalkeeper options for okay. this time period. And yeah. most models seem to agree to this 
kind of orders. I see that Fantasy Football Scott, FBI Reviews Premium Model, Market Odds, and Mikael Tokwam roughly around the same uh, range in terms of how they ordered these goalkeepers. Right. Okay. Allison and Pope as the top options. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but I will also say that if you use a solver, you probably don't see Allison that much because uh, there are other Liverpool well, players that solver uh, puts a priority to. And also okay. there's a small time window where the Manchester City have a really good uh, period. So that most solvers kind of wait until the last few weeks and then buys Ederson. Uh, when, I, when I checked it last time, so even even though Ellison is the best, so you can probably use that spot for someone else. Yeah. So in terms of top defender options, we have Alexander Arnold. That's the for best option in almost every model except Fantasy Football Scott, which has Trippier as the first player. We um, have Robertson in the second place, Trippier in third overall yeah. among all these models. Van Dijk at fourth and Estupinan at fifth. So as you see, three Liverpool options out of five. So that's also very consistent across models. I don't have any at the moment. So um, (laughs) something to take a look at. Yeah. Um, And then top midfield options are Salah uh, at the first place with the average EV of 58 uh, in this time period. And then the closest option is Rashford with 46 expected value. So there is also a big difference between the, these two players. Almost yeah. 12 EV in this uh, eight game week uh, horizon. And yeah. Salah is number one in all models. And Rashford is number two or three in most models. I think at worst it's four. Um, and then we have Fernandez at the third position. Mitoma fourth best uh, midfielder yeah. and De Bruyne is at the fifth position. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting huh? because I think a lot of the teams probably are currently quite heavy on uh, on Arsenal, mm-hmm. probably also Brighton. So looking at the data for the next game weeks, it means that we probably have to uh, make some changes in our teams. Yeah, the only Arsenal players in this list I in this list I see are uh, Fantasy Football Fix has Saka at the third position. Yeah. So it is Salah, Gakpo, Saka, De Bruyne, and March in their list. Yeah. And FBI Reviews Premium has Salah, Rashford, Fernandez, Mac, Alistair, and then Saka. So those are yeah. the only two places because Arsenal's fixture is very challenging the remaining time yeah. period. And <laughs> if you share a team without Arsenal midfielders, people just lose their minds. They're like, are you really going to sell all of your Arsenal assets? But yeah, that's what the model is. Yeah, no, no, the pictures look a bit uh, difficult, but at the same time, they are, of course, in the race for the title. So, yeah, I think, you know, they are the best team, at least so far in the league. So we can expect them to win a few more games. But, you know, purely looking at the the fixture difficulty, uh, indeed, it could make sense to to shift, for example, to the Liverpool or the the Man United options. Mm And finally, top forwards are obviously Holland, and in the first spot, uh, all models except Fantasy Football Hub has Holland as their first option, uh, and then yeah. Kane at the second place, Darwin, third Watkins, and Isaac. And yeah, Isaac is kind of a <laughs> interesting pick here. I mean, his EV is very close to Watkins too. 
he's a really good pick. Some some people in our analytics Discord actually ended up with Isaac, and I'm I kind of regretted my decision that I I could have gotten. So I have triple Newcastle defense instead, which was painful. But let's see. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just uh, thinking because Haaland left the Norwegian squad with an injury as well, eh? so he's one of the flag players. Mm -hmm. uh, so that will be a key one to get an update on. I think some of the teams currently don't have Haaland for the double game week, and the plan was always to buy him back in game week 30. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this is something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. All right, that's great. And as I mentioned, uh, you mentioned it too. So this was looking at the game week 29 until 36 period. So a bit of longer horizon. Um, but there is a big game week ahead of us, double game week 29. And many managers might play a chip. Could be their bench boost, could maybe also be a free hit, or maybe some people will wildcard. So, answering the question from FPL Booster, uh, how do the optimal teams look like for those scenarios? Wildcarding, bench boosting, and free hitting. So, optimal bench boost 29 team with 50% uh, review, 50% Mikael data mix. And I, okay. I, I assume they're, like you are not taking any penalties. Like Assume that you had the ideal team from... The get go. Yeah. So we have Kepa and De Gea as our goalkeepers, and we have Dunk, Chilwell, Trippia, Zuma, and Estupinan in defense. McAllister, okay. Madison, Salah, Fernandez, who's also a captain here, Rashford, and Watkins, Solanke, Havertz. So these yeah. 15 players are the ideal bench boost team, which is giving 134. 0.93 expected value, so pretty solid, so that you have a good, very good chance of scoring over 100 points and probably much more than that. But okay. yeah, so this team is ideal for 29, but it doesn't mean that, you know, you will, it doesn't mean that you won't lose expected value in the future game weeks, because right. if you have this team, you can score a big point, but then you might need to transfer some of these players out or in. So. This is yeah. just in in a vacuum. Sure. Like if you are only playing for twenty nine, that's the yeah. best team. Optimal twenty nine bench boost. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, yeah. So it doesn't include Arsenal options because they just have a single game week. But there was quite a lot of discussion on it. They have a pretty good fixture against Leeds. Yeah. Um, at the Emirates Stadium at home. Mm -hmm. So I think people are a bit reluctant, maybe, to sell someone like Saka for Bruno, I think that's that could be like one of the popular options or let's say one of the popular considerations. So how does that one looking uh, from a data perspective? So yeah, I, will, I, I wanted to talk about this too. So thanks for bringing this up because whenever we have these kind of splits, when we say like this player is better, and then if the other player does well in that game week, yeah. people are kind of like, yeah, you, you see, like your advice sucks. But that's not how it works. So we were able to simulate these game week outcomes. So obviously Saka, despite having a single game week, have a potential chance of scoring more than 10 points in lots of scenarios. So Saka in some, in some scenarios have 23 points, up to 23 points. And similarly for Fernandez, Fernandez also scores lots of points. But 
there's a higher chance for Fernandez to score more than 10 points than Saka does. Well, the reason is double game week, you have two games so that you can get extra, well, you're also competing for extra bonus. You're playing for uh, longer in terms of minutes. So when I compared in the scenarios, I see that just like assume that you have the exact same team. The only difference be between two teams is Saka versus Fernandez. So the team with Saka ends up with more points in 40% of the time. And the team with the Fernandez ends up with more points in 55% of the time. And the 5% is just a tie between these two teams. So as you see, this is not a 50-50 pick. This is no. a 55 to 40% pick. So right. I will say that in these kind of cases, we always go for the higher percentage. I mean, even yeah. though the difference is small. Like if these these were the data I was given, I will have chosen Fernandez and that's right. what I will probably do. I have Saka and I am planning okay. to sell him this game week. Okay. But it doesn't mean that we you know we can reliably tell that Fernandez will score more points. But no. I mean their fixtures are better. This game week they are doubling, so it yeah. just makes sense logically. Yeah, that's true. I'm just looking at the fixtures and it's Newcastle away and Brentford at home. You know, Newcastle, we know, pretty strong in defense. And actually, that's the same for Brentford. So it's not an easy double. But yeah, of course, Man United have a good team. Bruno, Rashford, they are in form. So yeah, can follow your uh, your logic. Two games, right? Mm -hmm. So always better to bet on, on the one with the two games. But yeah, personally, I will... Keep Saka, I think, especially also <laughs> having, in mind, <laughs> having in mind what he did last game week, and also at the international break. Yeah, game for England. And that was but, a really know, good goal. That's no guarantee that he will do it again. But uh, for me, yeah, I don't think because it would also be a minus four in my case. So I, I don't think I will do that. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. But I mean, uh, no, I mean, you, you took us through the data, and, and that that that's a clear story. Um, there are enough reasons to do it, and I think we will see a lot of people making the move. So again, it's uh, it's also mm -hmm. a personal decision, as always. Yeah, yeah. For this game week, though, I should say that Saka. I mean, in the simulation model, Saka has an average of six point seven uh, okay. points, and then yeah. Fernandez has eight point one. So it doesn't okay. worth taking a hit just for this game no. week. But yeah. the reason why solvers are kind of suggesting Fernandez is because yeah. he also have better expected value in the future game weeks. Yeah. So that if That's... you are going to take a hit anyway, it is better to take that hit this game week. Is yeah. the logic of the solver? But obviously, yeah. I mean, you can keep Saka if you yeah. if if you will regret that decision. If Saka ends up with more points, yes, <laughs> then keep Saka. No, that's a good point. Maybe I'm a bit too much focused on my bench boost 29 to make it uh, a good one. Yeah. Uh, but indeed, we should always keep a longer uh, horizon in mind. Mm -hmm. All right. That was the bench boost team. Like, let's also look at the wildcard team. Yeah, sure. So optimal wildcard team with no future transfers, no decay and mixed expected value is uh, Iverson and Ederson. So as you, as, as we have discussed, Ward is uh, replaced with Iverson here. Yeah. 
We have Dunk, Shaw, Trippier, Botman, and Alexander Arnold in defense, and McAllister, Mitoma, Salah, Fernandez, Rashford in midfield, Solanke, mm. Isaac, and Holland in forward. Yeah. Um, so as you see, this team is also reminding us the you know optimal uh, bench boost team from earlier. Yeah. So this team has the problem of having only seven players to play in game week 32. But right. despite that, so without any DK, so this is the best team with no future transfers scheduled. Okay, so. that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and interesting that even in this one, in the wildcard team, there are no Arsenal players. So <laughs> yeah. for, for, for the bench boost team, you could say, well, they only have one game. Mm-hmm. But even for the wildcard team... The Arsenal players are not considered, and that's yeah to your point because they have some quite difficult upcoming fixtures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good to know. And then there's also uh, the free hit team. And free hit optimal optimal free hit team is uh, Kepa in the goal. We have Dunk, Trippier, Estupinan in defense. Okay. Uh, same midfield line: McAllister, Madison, Salah, Fernandez, and Rashford. And right. we have Solanke and Havertz in forward. And in bench we have De Gea. Watkins, Chilwell, and Zuma. Well, okay. lots of money in the bank, so it doesn't matter much, I guess. But no, indeed. Yeah. This free hit team and, gives uh, around one, 105.68 lineup expected value. So, okay. yeah, it's a solid team. Yeah. And uh, double Brighton in the defense. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, talking a bit more about chips. Greg Andrews Burner still has the bench boost and the free hit chip available. I think that's probably the case for most managers. And he's wondering uh, what's best to use when, especially considering the double game weeks, which is now 29 ahead of us, but also 34. Um, So is it better to play the bench boost now or maybe is it better to keep it for later? What's your perspective on that? So bench was 29 or 34, well, which one is optimal depends on your current team, obviously, and also which chips you have. Uh, yeah. If you have both free hit and bench boost, well, I, I am in the same boat, by the way. Um, yeah. So again, it depends how well you are set for the 29. So my plan was always taking a minus four, uh, taking a hit this game week to sell yeah. two of my Arsenal midfielders and then get uh, two Manchester United midfielders and okay. maximize my Game Week 29 uh, bench boost expected right. value, essentially. But yeah. because of the flags, well, because of the uncertainty, and then we have the Game Week 34 fixtures now, we know them. So the difference between these two plans are shrinking. Still, for my team, I should say bench boost 29 plan is around two to three expected value higher than bench was 34 which is not a big difference no you should also consider that when the game week 34 is here the expected Mm -hmm. values of those players will go up because of the certainty around them yeah we we know that you know they are not injured or anything so their expected value will go higher so from this perspective they are roughly the same i am kind of leaning towards ben bench was 29 because that was my plan all along and i don't want to change my mind a little bit so yeah. a very subjective opinion on this but i don't think bench boost 34 is a bad idea 
So, I mean, expected value is roughly the same. So if right, you, if you right. think that, you know, that's a better shot for your team, I, yeah. I would have kind of waited for it. Yeah. So I think there are less teams with a double game, but still, uh, as you said, expected value could still be similar. Yeah, so the thing is, with the Game Week 34, um, you can have a really decent expected value even just by using your free transfers, essentially. You can get 111 yeah. expected value just with without using any chip or whatever. And yeah. in my case, like even if I use free hit, it is only 116. So only five okay. more expected value. So I will use my free hit in game week 32. Okay. And get, hopefully by game week 34, I will have a decent lineup. Right. Uh, hoping that no one no one else gets injured now. And yeah. I then it makes sense for me to use bench boost in twenty nine and yeah. okay. hopefully yeah, climb in ranks. Yeah. And it's good that you mentioned that because thirty two is a is a blank game week, so that could also be good to use your free hit then, or at least yeah. to you know <laughs> to keep it for, for that moment. Okay. Um yeah, we did get some other questions on Twitter, but those were more shaving related, believe it or not. <laughs> Which is actually a good reminder to mention our partnership with Manscaped. And for people who don't know Manscaped yet, they claim to be the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And I do love their marketing messages, I must say. I'm in marketing myself, and I think they're doing a pretty good job there. Uh, and actually, I've become a, a fan of their products as well, really, to be honest. And uh, how about you, Sertab? Did you already receive uh, your package? I haven't received it yet. Actually, I was waiting all week, but it hasn't all arrived right. yet. So hopefully, okay. by the next episode. Yeah, probably. It's uh, it's being shipped to, to you. Mm -hmm. It takes a bit more time as you live in the U.S., uh, and something that I discovered today is that the trimmer is waterproof as well. I hadn't realized it. So I'll try that okay. out next time under the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you should. But with this topic, the podcast is suddenly getting very personal. <laughs> but, <laughs> it is. Uh, well, yeah. well, in any case, if there are people who are looking for a new trimmer and want to try the Manscaped one as well, you can make use of the discount code. It's OPTIMAL20. Optimal 20 uh, with capital letters and no surprise, it gives, it gives you 20% off and also free shipping. So thank you to the people at Manscaped for this uh, promotion. Um, okay, well, I think that covers the shaving and grooming for today. <laughs> <laughs> and probably uh, I think it also covers FPL as we, uh, we talked about the main points for this week. Was there anything you still wanted to add, Sir Tom? Uh, not really. I mean, as you can expect, I'm very busy nowadays, so I don't really pay attention to FPL much. So earlier, you know, when I was playing, you know, in the earlier game weeks, I was checking price predictions almost every day. I stopped right. doing it for the last, you know, two weeks. Yeah. And so, yes, yeah, strangely enough, so when I logged into my FPL just to see how it's going, Seeing that yeah. my four players are yellow flagged, I mean, that yeah. was really disappointing for me, but I don't yeah. even know, like, if they're really, you know, out or if it is just, you know, uh, something that we shouldn't pay attention. So I'm kind yeah. of all over the place nowadays. So, I mean, if my okay. team goes down, just know that 
you know, I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. But if it does well, then I will claim that, well, maybe there is an optimal time to allocate to FPL. Maybe spending too much time is kind of not yeah. the best. Yeah, and I think for the people who don't know, uh, you just had a baby or your wife mm -hmm. had a baby, <laughs> I should say. So that's why you're a bit less focused. But I guess for most of us with the international break, I don't think we're looking at uh, the fantasy uh, app every day. Uh, I also found out that I had a few yellow flags. Um, I think, yeah, I think it always happens though with the international breaks, right? Some people yeah. return earlier or some players return earlier, but then they turn out to be fine. I saw Botman, he was on the Dutch team. There was some food poisoning there, but I think most of them are fine again. Actually, a few left the team, but then they came back later to the Dutch team, uh, oh, like okay. Gakpo, for example. So I think they are, they are okay. Havertz, I'm not sure. I saw the, the game yesterday between Germany and Belgium. Uh, Havertz didn't play. So hopefully uh, some rest uh, will, will work for him. Um, and I think Rashford was also flagged. But what I read online should be okay. But yeah, for me, as I said, the main one is Cash. He was with the Polish team, but he seems to have quite a serious uh, muscle injury. He'll be out for a few weeks. And then there are still some questions over Haaland. Uh, as we also discussed, so we should wait for uh, the press conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so yeah, let's see what will happen. We still have a few days to make our decisions. As mentioned, the deadline is on Saturday. Uh, this was the FPL Optimized podcast for this week. It was episode number 39. Thanks again for listening. Best of luck with your decisions and may your arrows be green. We will be back again with a next episode next week. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast or you can also follow us on Twitter. For Surtop, it's at Surtop below. And for me, it's at BelfiBB. Thanks, everyone. And see you again next time. Bye-bye.